0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the back Straight Boys and Girl podcast in which we have a veritable feast of athletics to relive, to discuss, to dissect today. I'm Klaus and I'm joined by Jolene and Braden, and today we'll be looking back at the European under 20 and under 23 championships, some of the wonderful results to come across the pond from the ever controversial and dramatic US track and field championships and of course European team championships in which British athletics decided to upstage each and every individual actually competing by well pulling a back straight they decided to outgaff the gaffers of the gaff with the most entertaining name slip up ever since Victoria Derbyshire mispronounced Jeremy Hunt's name live on the BBC earlier on this year because why be accurate and efficient when you can be bloody entertaining all of that to come so sit back make yourself a cup of tea we've got plenty to discuss So, kicking things off today, I thought we could take a look back at the European under-23s, which was the first of the major championships.
1: Claire, it seems so long ago, I barely... remember What was it? Three weeks ago? Three, Not, three maybe even two. <laughs> but we, we barely <laughs> touched on this last time, but there's been so much on that it's mm. hard to um, keep them all straight. That's particularly true when you have the under-20s and the under-23s European as well, um, one week after the other. And so, the university at the same time. same time. Yeah, So they're all a big jumble in my head, which is why we've taken one each to talk about haven't we so that we can hopefully make it clearer
0: so the first one to happen was the under 23s which I thought I'd cast back and have a look at
1: remind me what happened Claire
0: okay so head, headline stories were Gemma Ricci, first ever British athlete to get a double gold at these championships, and to do it in such an authoritative manner. Shamar Baldassar won a gold in the 200 meters, Mm -hmm. making his debut for GB, which is just amazing, and good, good times as well. And a couple of really solid medals throughout the ranks, and actually, overall, I think we won 14 medals Mm -hmm. over the championships, which is our best return since 2013. But just going back
1: to talk about Gemma Riki because she won the European Juniors two years ago, right? Yes. Um. And I not wasn't particularly aware of her when that happened. And she went straight from that yeah. into being someone... Did she make the... I'm, I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Did she make the Commonwealth team for so Scotland? she made
0: Berlin. Berlin. European. Mm.
1: Yeah. She was set right up to being a senior. And now she's gone to the under-23s as a second year... She's 21, maybe? Yeah, yeah. she's 21. Um and not just gone there as, oh, maybe get a middle. Gone there as an absolute dominant force. Mm. It's so good to see. And the British middle, di- female middle distance runners just keep getting better and better and better. And she looks like one of those ones who's going to stick around.
0: 100%. And actually, you know what? I caught up with her this morning. Of course you did. So let's hear from, well, the double gold champion herself.
2: This is Jess Judd, and you're listening
0: to the Backstraight Boys. Hello. I hope Samaritz is going wonderfully. It's great to have you back on the pod, Gem. Four races in four days to win those two goals and now you've got a great big training block coming up you just said how are the legs coping have you managed to recover fully from your exploits
2: yeah I think um, because I had London the weekend after as well I didn't really stop I just the next day was just a normal day again straight back into it so that I could prepare well for London Oh, to be young again. (laughs) Um, I think I've done all right to recover from it. And, yeah, I'm ready to finish the rest of my season, the second part, yeah.
0: I had planned to start with Europeans and go from there, but you've just mentioned the London Diamond League. So let's talk about that enormous personal best. You always seem to be running personal best, Gemma, and just keep improving. But it was a stacked field and you were fresh off the back of a major championships.
2: Were you expecting
0: such a performance from yourself?
2: Um, I knew I was capable of running that fast, but um, I was pretty tired that week, and I didn't really know how my body was going to respond. Cause I think it was like five races in seven days. Um, that week I'd been on the track for training, so I was on the track six days and seven days. So, um, I didn't know how my body was going to respond, but I knew training wise that I was fit enough to run, and yeah, it should go well if my body would let it. I think it's
0: very easy to forget that you're still just twenty one years old. What with everything that you've achieved and the way that you conduct yourself against these world class fields on what is now becoming quite a regular basis, where does that come from? That ability to just mix it with the very best.
2: Yeah, I think um, being in the group I'm in, I've just like eased into it and like nothing really like phases me. Um, I mean, like you're re- re- lining up against world class runners in and training, so why can't you line up against them in a race? And I think, yeah, I just do it naturally. Instead of thinking about it, I just do it.
0: With Andy Young at the helm, Laura Muir is a training partner and being surrounded by some really seriously speedy athletes, you must have really felt the benefits of the last few years when you've made that transition from juniors to competing against the seniors.
2: Yeah, it's definitely made a huge impact, Just not even just in training, but in living, you see. You have to live like a professional athlete if you want to be one, and... Um, learning all good habits from them and, yeah, working hard in training and you just see how hard they work and what you have to do to work hard. And I think it's a good eye-opener for everyone. A few people in camps, younger ones, will actually come down and watch a session just to see, like, how hard we actually work. And I think it's an eye-opener for quite a lot of people.
0: We had a chat a few months ago and you were still very much figuring out what it was you were going to do come these under 23s you spoke about potentially doing the double and obviously you're a very ambitious young athlete but i feel people were starting to hang gold medals around your neck and talking about you doing the double very very early on um you kind of kept your head down did your thing but then i heard you interviewed after yeah
2: um
0: i think it was your 1500 meters when you sealed the double gold and you said that you really wanted to leave with the two golds, no other colour of medal would be acceptable to you. How did you handle the expectation coming into these champs?
2: Um, so running up to it, I just I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself, and um, people had lined me up to get to do the double before I even knew I was doing the double. So like um, we hadn't actually fully decided what events we were doing until nearly the time. So it was just I was just telling myself like I'll be happy if I leave with two medals. But as soon as I got to the championship, I was like I'm not gonna be. Ha- I knew deep down I never I wasn't gonna be overly happy with anything less than what I left with. Um, and I knew it was going to be really, really hard. Like, you can't take it for granted. Even when people are lining me up to medal in the finals, I was like, wait a minute, I still need to actually get to the final. The thing is, like, at European Championships at that level, you just don't know. And some of the favourites didn't make the finals and you can't take it for granted. So, yeah, I was confident enough in my training and myself, but I also knew it was going to be so tough and you can't, like, underestimate how good the girls are.
0: These are, of course, continental championships. The very best of your age group are competing at these. But the fact remains that your personal bests on paper will have been far stronger than quite a lot of the girls that you were lining up to race against. What's it like coming into a championships when the stats really do suggest that you're going to win the thing? Is that something that you and Andy pay close attention to or do you just focus on you? Um...
2: I don't think so, because championship racing is so different compared to actually just running fast. I, I don't really point. look at mm. personal best too much. And I know myself, I've gone into some races as one of the slowest and I've came out ahead of some girls. So I never, even girls that were running 4.20, me and Andy were looking at and seeing, OK, they've got a good 400, we need to be careful of them. And even though your personal best, what, like 18 seconds faster, you just... You don't know in the championship who's going to come out and how the race is going to be run.
0: And you actually ran, speaking of your training partner, a very Laura race in that 1500 final. I've seen you kick before and I know (laughs) what your acceleration is like. Honestly, you've got such a turn of pace. Was that because you thought, you know what, this is my fourth race in four days, I'm going to let someone else do some hard work and then come through and see what I can do? Or were you fatigued? What was the rationale behind that?
2: I'm. Um, I'm not sure. I just. Didn't. Um. Andy told me to. So he just said like he thinks that would be the ra- best race plan. Um, and that's what I'd done. And uh, I guess part of it is that you have raced a couple of days ahead. And I thought the girls would run, try and run the legs off me after watching the eight hundred. I thought they'd have watched it and said, right, okay, she's got a pretty good kick. So they've got to run the legs off me. So I wasn't. I thought maybe from a K out, maybe it would have went a bit faster. But, yeah, they probably ran it the best way they could have to let me <laughs> win.
0: So Someone else who's making waves as a younger, middle-distance runner is Jakob Inge-Brixton, yeah. who seems to have a freakishly good tactical awareness. I mean, he slows down before the line, which drives me nuts, but he's <laughs> very good at reading races and very good at responding to things. And yeah. um, It's really unusual and really nice to see athletes like yourself and like Jakob who can adapt to races and can problem-solve whilst they're competing at international level? Have you always had that? Or is it something that you're still working on?
2: Um, I'm, I'm definitely still working on it. And when I was younger, I probably just ran as fast as I could and hoped for the best. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I really enjoy championship races, so I think that helps. Um, and I like doing the 15 to race tactically so maybe naturally I'm a little bit there but I still have a lot of to work on and um yeah my coach knows a bit like he'll tell me what he thinks is the best tactics so I'm learning from him what works for me as well
0: let's look a little bit more broadly at the rest of the under 23 team because it was a fantastic championships as a whole you were obviously very busy with your own competition schedule but did you get to watch much of your teammates competing (laughs)
2: I, I was never down at the track in between racing and i never even went down to see the track before the heat started. Um, and that's just, I think, learning off the older ones, like what you have to do to rest and recover. And, yeah, I didn't actually get to see much at all of the championships. I actually said to my parents, I need to watch it back when I have some time <laughs> and watch the whole championship back to see. But I did um I did notice some of the picture performances and I did watch as much as I could, yeah.
0: What are your reflections on that British team performance? Did anything really stand out to you?
2: Um, yeah, so I think everyone, like, done well and um, there was a really good atmosphere around. Um. I remember watching the 5K because I stuck it on to watch Amelia and Jodie and I thought Jodie, Judd, ran so well and so brave. She ran, like, a huge personal best. Um. And then also Piers Copeland, he ran a really good 15. Um... And then there was a gold in the 200 as well. So I think we've done pretty well overall and there were some good performances. And then obviously Ellie was second behind me. So I was really happy for us both to be on the podium together. Yeah,
0: of course. Lovely to turn around and see your teammate there behind you. There's an awful lot, I imagine, to be gained as a young athlete from going to junior championships learning about the recovery and the rigmarole of it and I'm sure there's a lot of you know boring stuff with anti-doping and having to check in before races and go through warm-up zones can you talk to me a little bit about what it is that junior athletes stand to gain by going to these champs
2: yeah I think it's just huge experience racing against people you don't always know um and then anti-doping yeah I was tested a few times while I was there so just um getting that and then learning about that more and then um, you get to try out new things as well. I've never done the double, so doing the double there, that that was an opportunity to try something new. Um and then just getting the whole team experience, um, looking after yourself while really, like at the championship. I didn't I'd love to go down and watch every day and cheer on the team, but just learning, like, actually do well after just like recovering. Me and Ellie watched a lot of Love Island while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent a lot of time lying in bed watching Love Island while we were delighted to have been out cheering on the team, but it's just, like, learning what switches you off and, yeah, how to recover well, so...
0: Well, it doesn't get much more comatose and relaxing than Love Island, I think <laughs> that was the perfect way to unwind. For some of the athletes, going to the juniors is the absolute pinnacle of their year, but you are someone now with a World Championships A standard for the 1500, and then you're a second off for the 800 yep. metres, so that's definitely in there, because you seem to manage to produce personal vests almost every time you step on the track <laughs> these days. You didn't have to go to these champs there's no money there you you know you have bigger fish to fry. One could argue why did you go
2: um I think it's great to have um the opportunity to race and it gave me some um, championship experience and then also like to have a well to have two European titles behind me is great um and it was fun for me as well to go and to be racing up there in the team. Um, yeah, and I just think it's great and it's a good year to ha- be able to do both. Maybe another year I would have had to pick what I was doing, but actually this year has worked out really well for me. Um, yeah, and I'll aim to get to Doha and if I don't get there, then I'll just put my head down and get try and get ready for Tokyo next year. So it's a bit of a weird year, but it's actually worked out really good for me.
0: I first saw you, no, I first heard of you, Gemma, when you won that gold in Italy two years ago.
2: Yeah. And
0: then I commentated on you at the Scottish age group Champs up in Grangemouth with Vinko. Yeah. And since then, you've won senior British silverware, you've headed to Berlin for the Europeans, you've been to Glasgow for the European Indoors, you're making Diamond League appearances in some pretty stacked fields. And you've just told me that you're targeting Doha, and if not Doha, Tokyo.
2: Yeah. How often
0: do you find yourself pinching yourself at how brilliantly you've handled the last couple of years?
2: Um sometimes I actually forget to look back and realise what I've achieved and I'm just always looking on to the next thing. But yeah, when I do look back and realise like what I've done over the past few years and how much I've rocketed to where I am now from twenty seventeen mm. even, yeah, it is a bit scary and it is like really exciting and sometimes I have to appreciate what I've done.
0: And do you find there are a lot of external people putting pressure on you or hyping you up, or not intentionally but distracting you a little bit from the task at hand, or do you find it very easy to focus?
2: I think I find it very easy to focus. When I was growing up, I don't know if this helped, but my parents would always be like, um, "Oh, you shouldn't care what other people think," and um, even in like school situations, like if my friends were doing that and they're like, "Oh, well, you're doing." Like, you can't do that, you're doing this and you shouldn't be concentrating on other people. You should be concentrating on yourself. So I think growing up, that really helped because now, like, people can be writing about what they want about me, saying what they want, but I'm like, oh, I don't really care what they think. I know what I'm capable of and I know if maybe a race doesn't go well, I know that's not me, I know in training. So I think just concentrating on myself, like, I don't let any of the pressure from the outside get onto me
0: it also always strikes me that you love what you do.
2: Yeah, I just, I do love it. And like whenever I think about what I'm doing, I sometimes forget like what you're actually doing. I'm like, oh, I actually love it. And I think even if I wasn't earning money from it, I'd still be doing exactly what I'm doing now. And yeah, I just really enjoy it. And I love racing, I love training and I love coming away and training. So yeah, I just love it completely. And I think I've always loved it since I was a kid. I was always athletics mad um, as a kid. And it's just stayed with me and I just love every minute of it, yeah.
0: What's next then? We've got British Champs coming up after this big block. Do you know which event you'll be competing in yet?
2: Um, so I've got Birmingham Diamond League. I'm going to do the at, And then British Champs. I know so far that I'm doing the 15. <laughs> Sometimes it changes, but I'm pretty sure I'm doing the 15 at it.
0: Do you think that this time around racing the mile will be slightly less painful than the last time when you ran a personal best over 1,500 metres to go to Berlin and then had to run another 100 metres?
2: <laughs> I definitely hope it's not as painful as London last year. Um, that 100 metres hurt a lot. Um And it'll be nice to actually race the mile because last year I was just racing as fast as I could to the 15. But this year I don't need to worry about running a standard. I can just enjoy running the mile and it's still going to be very painful, but um, hopefully not as painful as the one last year. No,
0: bless you, you are in a bad place after that one. I can't even imagine having to run up the home straight at the Olympic Stadium with a 1500 PB already in your legs yeah Gosh, that was nasty but it worked it got you to Berlin and now look where you are with a clutch of medals since. yeah it so was really, definitely really exciting. It. <laughs> distances you seem to be really loving your 800s at the moment we have discussed your turn of speed and I remember you saying that in shorter speed work sessions now within your training groups, you're really coming to the fore and loving yeah. them do you think 8s and 15s is where you're at at the moment
2: yeah definitely I think I'm probably more of an 815 run I don't think I've run as fast as I can over 8 yet this year, but I don't know if I'll get another opportunity. But I think definitely more 8.15. And um, I love doing speed work and we don't get to do it very often. So when I do do it, I love it. And, um, yeah, I think I'm... I'd like to do better over the 800. I know I've already ran a PB this year, but I'd like to do a wee bit better over the 800 as well.
0: You know that you're in some... Ve- I mean, you're holding your own, but you're in some very saturated fields. British middle distance running at the moment. My word, we are just spoilt for choice when selection
2: comes around. Yeah, it's stacked, and that's the thing. Um, you can be, like, one of the best in Britain and not even make a team. It's so hard to make a team. So, yeah, just really have to, like, appreciate it when you do, and... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's really good though because it's getting everyone to run faster and faster and it makes the championship so exciting.
0: I cannot wait to see you lining up and how lovely that now the stadium announcer will be able to call you a double European under-23 champion. Many congratulations on what has been a knockout couple of months, Gemma, and thank you very much for finding the time to speak to us. We love having you on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
1: Hi, this is Tony Minicello, and you're listening to The back straight boys. (laughs) It was really great to hear her. Because what we were just saying about how she stepped up as a senior. But she's very smart as well. Because learning to race is something we talk about all the time. It's all very well having fast times. It's all very well getting dragged around in a a diamond league. But if you don't know how to race at a championship, that's what gets you medals. That kind of mentality and that kind of smart thinking. She had it relatively... Easy though, we say that she went in to learn about how to run the mm. race and anything She seemed to have it pretty much her own own way, it wasn't too too problematic for her, was it?
0: No, not at all. And in fact, she won the 1500 metres in I think it was four minutes 22. <laughs> yeah, she is now these days, she's a 402 runner, that's what she produced at the London yeah. Diamond League a couple of weeks ago. In fact, you guys probably saw that race, yeah. right? She's that's just so easy for her, so to kick really hard with a little while to go, like, that's nothing. She's but got you've got so to be careful.
1: It's something we'll talk about when we talk about the team championships a bit later. You've got to be careful when you are the dominant athlete in a slow race. Yeah. Because you don't know what other people can kick. Like, people might not be, they, they might be on their PB, but they've got the best sprint and you don't know that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously she is, head and shoulders above everybody else. Like that. But you've got to be a little bit careful. 100%. And
0: she'll be coming into the British Trials mm. where all of a sudden she'll be mixing it with some really quick women this mm-hmm. year. Because Gemma is actually, despite having run 402 yes. this year, she's, like, she's, yeah, she's only fifth in you the UK. See. She's got the World Championships A standard, but she's only fifth in the UK for the 1500 metres this year. And seventh in the UK for 800, despite having run 201. Yeah. Like, trials are going to be really, really hard. So you're right, learning how to race is probably going to be really helpful when it comes to her toughest race arguably yet at yeah, the British this
1: Channel. is this is something we'll talk about in our next one because we'll do a we'll do a trials preview right 100% yeah um, and it's going to be how how you are going to how people are going to get in the team because there's a lot of events with a lot of people are qualified mm. and it takes one slip up or one person gets lucky and gets in that top 2 and they are in the team so people are going to have to be very careful at the trials
0: Someone else who really impressed me was Tom Gale in the high jump. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been keeping an eye on him, haven't we, on the pod for a couple of years. Because he
1: was European junior silver medalist, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that does ring a And about. I think he got
1: like 228, I think, back a couple of years ago.
0: He did, when he was still stupidly young. But he cleared season's best of 227, but he crowned himself the third attempt king because <laughs> it was only with his third attempt that he qualified for the final. Wow. And his third attempt in the final where he got over 223, which is easy for him these days. But if he said that for him... Physically, it's all there. He's in a really, really good place right now, but it's actually going back to them to compete. It's mentally. He lost track of the scores, thought that he lost it, thought the gold was out of reach. His head went down, and he said that that's what cost him. He hadn't realised he was still in the running to be European champion. So he's had to settle with the silver, but he'll have learned an awful lot from that, and that will pay
1: dividends. It's interesting you say he calls himself the third attempt king. That's not really a good thing. <laughs> um, but we've seen over and over again with with Morgan recently, you know, that it's really important getting those first attempts in because you can lose medals, you can lose gold medals just on counterback. So it's great. It's great if you have mm-hmm. that in yourself to, to get it on the third attempt. But let's try and get it the first attempt. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Disappointing, actually, championships for Morgan. He was named captain and will have been thrilled about that, but only managed 185 in the final to finish sixth. And we know she's capable of so much more. Also finishing sixth was our favourite, Crystal Awuah. Um, 2366.
1: I thought it was a strange choice for her yeah. to do the 200 because mm. she would have been definitely a medal favourite in the 100. Maybe she's just working on that strength because she's so good indoors over 60 and I think like 100 is a little bit of a stretch for her maybe. So maybe that's what she was working at, getting some, I some distance working. totally get that, but it just seems a shame to be using a Championship for that yeah. when we have so many great female sprinters at the moment mm. to be using I mean, and we're making this up maybe that's not why she did it maybe she, maybe she thought she was well I mean her PB bring, was, was up there with, yeah. with, with the rest.
0: Morgan's co-captain Callum Wilkinson got bronze in the men's 20km yeah. with a really mature race I have to admit I've only watched snippets of the race I didn't watch the whole thing but he was by himself mm. for long periods of that race and managed to stay incredibly composed which is brilliant and our friend of the pod Cam Corbishley from our mm-hmm. young man special uh, finished in 12th um, I think the last few kilometres really hurt him. He looked like he'd gone to a very dark place. <laughs> but again, it's more championship experience. We know what a bright talent he is at that 50k race yeah. walk. And I think there's a lot more to come from him. Silvers for both the 4x4s, which were absolutely wonderful races. Good week for the Judge family, Jody Judd. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sixth in the 5,000 metres with a massive personal best. And earlier that week, Jess had won the World University Games title. Um, Alina Ray and Anna Emily Moller. Germany and Denmark respectively won gold and silver and my god there's some really good European distance runners at the moment we're always talking about Constance to Health, and we'll come back to her later but <laughs> gosh like middle distance right now women's middle distance I know I'm such a broken man. but I just
1: I just love it.
0: Hi I'm Gina Asher-Smith and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys.
1: I've been looking at the under 20s Go on, detail. I can remind myself I, they, the, the other thing is obviously when they're talking about junior and under twenty three athletes, they are athletes that are less familiar that mm. we don't see a lot of. So I got very confused over who won what and who's the under twenties and who's the under twenty three. And from the next few years, I will be getting them all wrong. I mean, I'm, it's two weeks, two weeks since, and I still can't work out who's who the problem. the problem is also when you've been we say this a lot, I think, but when we've been following athletics as long as we have the mental space in your brain <laughs> yeah. um, isn't isn't there to fit in all these extra names, especially when because these are juniors, because they're under twenty-threes, they're not people, we necessarily will have to know in, in mm. five, ten years' time, you know? So it's really hard until for me it happens a lot where I, I can watch something and totally enjoy it, but their name names don't get stuck in my brain until a couple of years that's something, something specific. Stuff, yeah, something specific. Just winning the when in the under twenties Gold medal is great. And I can remember the ones from 1988 <laughs> or 92. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the more, class, more recent time, my, my brain hasn't got space to do so. so but
0: it's like the NCAAs, you know. Yeah, what what you, is.
1: The
0: who, the what? What did you call it last night on WhatsApp? The silly school games or
1: something? <laughs> <laughs> so the under-20s, once again, UK, UK did great. We're very good at the, at the um, um, age group championships. We always go there. And I think this. We've got the mentality within our young athletes is really positive. They they always do a really good job. We topped the medal table with fifteen medals, um, but there were some real standouts, and the standout was the the men's eight hundred meters. Oh, (laughs) so the 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 world number one Max Bergin um didn't make it because he got injured just beforehand. But luckily, we have three amazing standings, and we still managed to come first, second, and third. And it wasn't just the the Mm. nature of that happening, and again, I mean that's a, that's a great achievement. But the race itself was phenomenal. They were head and shoulders above everybody else. But the three of them coming down that that um, home straight, and there was right all, all drama at the end. One of them fell over, so it was um, Oliver Dunstan who won in the end. Um, but the other two were brilliant as well, and it was just such an amazing race to watch at junior level. All three of them have run super fast. They are big talents, and to have this competition. With, Max, um, you know, with Max, Max Bergen as well. And there's, I think there's two or three others who'd also got the qualifying time. Nice. So going forward, that is so positive. And we talk about how we've, we used to be good at the middle distances and let's them come over and whatever. Um, with this kind of home talent, racing each other, the real possibility that we can once again have some people... And I'm not going to say... They're going to set world records and they're going to be Olympic gold medalists because the, the world is a different place now. There's more countries, there's more people involved. But to have people who are getting to finals on a consistent matter and people that we can cheer on in those events is really exciting to think about. And that especially plays itself out when you can look at the um, UK 800 metre rankings this mm. year. 1500 meter rankings as well you know it's been a long long time since you've had this much strength in depth literally at the moment i think what eight people qualified yeah, um, the men's in, in, the, in the men's men's 800 you for you ask young... me which event do we have eight people qualified in? i wouldn't have said the men's 800 no. No. <laughs> i would have thought about the sprints or no. i don't know but it wouldn't have been the men's 800
0: yeah there are so many of them and like you said what is so exciting is how many of them are babies mm, still yeah. well. like the best is Hopefully,
1: had yeah, to come. Yeah, so I mean that was that was that was great. Obviously, the other gold medal is Amy Hunt, um, mm. in wow. the two hundred meters. Um, once again, we said this the other day. She's a new name to me. I didn't, I didn't know her. I kind of vaguely on my radar yeah. this this year. But then to run that like twenty two forty two, and to come out and just like like that was a cake walk for her. <laughs> it was like, it, <laughs> well was like it was in a like a totally different athlete. Um, so to, to not just one run one fast time but to back it up by winning the championships in uh, a great time again and also I believe she's going to be running the trials there was something about how she wasn't what? allowed to because she wasn't under she was under 70 she's or... only 70 isn't she yeah anyway she's running the trials I'm not sure she would is going to run at the championships or not, I don't know but just to have her as an actual addition in the women's 200 mm. yeah but that does also potentially throw a spanner in the works of totally. which there's already like numerous spanners <laughs> to be thrown <laughs> it? so, it's a full toolbox so um, yeah I mean that, that was a great race and the women's 800 as always because we're always great at the 800 at the um, junior level um, Isabel Boffy won and she'd won that. she'd won the under what, what year is it now?
0: <laughs>
1: 2019 2019 so in 2016 I think she won the youths mm-hmm. and then last year Keeley Hodgkinson won the youths right yes 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 and then they both medals at the juniors is about is now one at the top end and Keeley's at the bottom end um, uh, so that was a great race and once again so dominant and someone else I wanted to shout out to was the the Swiss girl who came second in that race and also won the 1500 Schlab yeah Dalia D- Dahlia Schlabus or something but what a like she's she's one of those athletes. You can just see how hard she works. The fifteen hundred and he actually got a very awkward running style. Yeah, awkward running style. She won the eight hundred at the European champ, Team Championships as well for Sweden. Yeah. She's a great athlete. She's but got that. You can already she see. From, Switzerland. 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 Yeah. Right? Switzerland? You've said Switzerland and Sweden. so... No, I think she's from Switzerland.
0: Yeah, but it's fine. with British athletics got Robbie Yusuf's name wrong, exactly. so I think we're we all get, in. <laughs> we are totally off the hook this week. Aren't
1: we? <laughs> yeah, So I thought I thought she was great, and just to see. We love a gritty athlete who gets Mm, stuck in, um, and she's definitely does that. Um, And the other British athlete, there was a couple of medals, but the other one that really um, I took notice of was Lucy Jane Matthews, who ran 13-3 in the 100 hurdles. She's only 16.
0: Did she really? Wow. she got
1: a bronze medal.
3: Like...
0: That is so nice because we haven't had a British Sprint
1: Turdler for a while that I've been able to get really excited about. Well, because they, they all get
3: injured. And
0: mm.
1: like some of the best recently have just disappeared into thin air. Yeah, sure, Cindy yeah. Ophelia came back, obviously, this weekend. It's
0: lovely to see her back. But, you know, Tiffany... But who was... There was Sarita Alicia Solomon. Back. And
1: who was the other girl who won the European Junior Silver... Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy. There was her and Sarita Solomon got the bronze. And then we never heard of either of them ever again. Lucy Hatton. Yes, Lucy exactly. Hatton. I didn't even look that up, it just came to me. Well, time.
0: <laughs> no, so that's actually, that's really exciting yeah. for her, because she can now, she's got so much time yeah. to make those developments. 16. Mm.
1: So that's that's phenomenal. Um, and then, so just quickly, because I did quickly look it up, Lucy Hatton is only 24. Really? Isn't oh, it interesting. Come on Lucy, let's have you. Come, back. On, Lucy. come on. She was great. She's another one who had loads of great L- end times. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, the other person I want to talk about because I got quite p- slightly obsessed with her on Twitter was the lady who won the under 20s the long jump. A name a lady by the name of Luisa Iapacchino.
0: That's a wonderful name.
1: Well, wow. uh, why are you obsessed with her on Twitter? Because her mum is Fiona May. Really? Yes, and no didn't. Oh, so what? when it came up, there came up. Uh, there was an Italian woman called Vanessa. Did you say? Larissa, Larissa the and I thought, well, that's got to be Fiona May's daughter. <laughs> and then she came on the screen. There was like, That's clearly Fiona May's daughter. <laughs> and they talked and talked and talked about her, and like went on and said that she's. They it, it literally said, oh, she's from Italy, and like. Um, Fiona May was a great jumper from Italy, come from Britain. Then they went into the crowd, and there's Fiona May, shaking, and she's all oh, look. there. No, no point did they point out that <laughs> Fiona May must be her mother. It was so clear. Also, because Fiona May was married to a man called... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. Um, but it is her daughter. And she jumped 6.58 as a junior. Um, wow. And so, like, there's some talent there, because Dad yeah. was a pole vaulter as well, so she's got some good genes. And Mum won the European junior title in... 87? I would have thought 87, but maybe... I think eighty seven in the world unit in eighty eight. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but isn't that just uh, just a lovely little touch? And then did you see in the pole vault, R- Rodion and, G- Rody and daughter. daughter won by a mile. Yeah. I think everyone was out before she came okay, in. She's just like him, like a really gorgeous, um, glamorous version of him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just I I love that. I love seeing like the the history. And the kids coming up um, who we can have a little bit of contact with because we kind of knew the parents so I just it was nice to see one other person I want to talk about who was my new British favorite junior athlete is Seamus Derbyshire who got a silver in the 400 hurdles Oh, obsessed with him yeah and what a great technique like perfect perfect technically the only downside I have to the um, juniors is we only got one medal in the field events. How many medals did we get overall? 15 um,
0: wow, what's that, that medal? That's
1: in the women's long jump. We got a bronze um, by the heptathlete whose name is Holly Mills. Holly Mills, yes. So congratulations to her. I think she came fourth in the heptathlon. Mm, yes, she did. She's um, me. yeah, and then comes back to get a fourth in the long jump. So that was really really good. But it's very disappointing to see once again we're talking about Britain and not having anybody in field events, especially as recently. I feel like it's been getting a bit better. We it had, a, I mean, we've had hammer throwers, we've had pole vaulters. Dis- yeah, yeah, pole discus like, and it's to get one in a field event. Not just a throwing event, which has historically been a weak spot, but a field event. Mm. I'm not I mm, that
0: is a shame. That means looking yeah. into,
1: doesn't it? But we've yeah. been saying that leads looking into for thirty years. So. Yeah. So but overall, um great couple of championships that are really fun to watch, well organised, having them in Sweden back to back seems to have worked. Um, so yeah, overall all good. And we do promise in the next sort of three or four years we will have remembered your names if you're if yeah. you make the, the senior team. Yeah.
0: That's a bold statement to make.
1: <laughs> There's some good names here that we're going to remember anyway. Yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll try our very best. Apologies if we didn't remember them.
0: Oh, the talent's there. It's not
1: a comment on the athlete. It's no, not it's just about memories, the memories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alison Felix, and
1: you're listening
0: to the Backstreet Boys. Bayo, what happened in the States?
1: Well, I'm just going to read some names to you, yeah? Let me know what your thoughts of them are. Tihana Daniels, Desiree Bryant... Brittany Brown, Angie Annelas, Kendall Ellis, and Wadeline Jonathus. Which one of them is your favourite? <laughs> Waderlene Jonathus? Yeah, what can you tell me about those?
0: Um, I'm going to guess
1: they're American. Well done, good start. Um,
0: athletes, and beyond that...
1: Any uh, idea what, no, what never events had anything. they might be in? No, no idea. Okay, that's basically the American female sprint team. What?
0: Oh, my God. I said to you
1: there's some funny ones, but I thought there was a couple of names. The funny ones didn't even get in necessarily. So, the 100 metres was won by Dehana Daniels. English Gardner came second, right. uh, Mona Lake Atkinsonian came third. And but the 200 team is Desiree Bryant. Now, she's the world number, was the world number one, I think, at the end of the CA. She'd she run faster. We did actually speak about her a couple of weeks ago. Brittany Brown came second, and Angie Analys came third. And the women's 400 team is Shakima Wimbley, who we, yeah. we know, Kendall Ellis, and Wadeline Jonathus. That's overall. That's sort of symptomatic for the whole team. There were some huge, huge standouts at the trials, which I'll talk about in a minute. But overall, in 30 or more years of watching athletics or and seeing the American teams, this is the most sort of low-key, um, lacking in stars team that I've ever, ever come across. There's so many people here you've just never, ever heard of. And obviously we'll go in and America will still win... Ten gold medals, I'm sure. Some of these people will turn out to be huge stars, but there's clearly um, a, a new generation to coming stars. through. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, just when you look at that that team for the the um, hundred two hundred m on the women's side, not a single one there has got an individual medal from previous World Olympic Championship. Um, English Gardner is probably the best known name who's yeah. got relay medals, hasn't she? But other than that, I mean, good luck to and Jonathan, mm. but.
0: What were the performances like? Because it's obviously not a star-studded roster, but can we still expect them to go out there and if they're producing similar performances, do you think they will come away with silverware?
1: Well, interestingly, I wouldn't be surprised, and this goes on the men's side as well. So in the men's, in the women's 100 and 200 and the men's 100 metres, it wouldn't be surprising if the UK champs ended up with faster times. Now, this must be something to do with the um, well, conditions out there. Um, we saw from the wardrobe, which we we'll should see in a minute talk about in a minute the conditions didn't look great it had been raining mm. etc um, I think the hundreds were running to a 1.7 but still they were the, the placings were in 11.20 11.25 and 11.28 Daryl Nathan would have
0: won with her heats performance <laughs> um, this weekend yeah.
1: um, and the men's 100 was in in 999,
0: oh. 1012, and ten twelve. Wow! I don't think nine ninety nine would have got you a medal at the Chinese champs
1: a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> honestly. But it's just—it's really interesting. Now I'm sure I think a lot of these names will become big stars. Yeah. I'm sure that's what happens, isn't it? But, but also, what happens, and we say this all the time with American sprinters, is they don't like literally. No, I just went really... on numbers. There's well, n- of course, n- there's nine a... people here. Yeah. but there's a lot of times when there's, a, especially American sprinters who run really fast times, maybe get in the team. Not the whole, not the whole team is made up of them. And then we never hear of them ever again. But um, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to have some new, some fresh faces in, in the in the. Um, the men's sports. team did former Christian Coleman, which can be assumed that it was going to happen in nine ninety nine. Mike Rogers came second. <laughs> Mike Rogers made the team <laughs> <laughs> in ten twelve, and then Christopher Belcher, who again mm. is, a, is a new name to me, in ten in twelve. Um, and we know Justin Gatlin's got the by from because he was the reigning champion. Mm. Um, so that's you know, it's, it's a strong team. But as I say, the the. the but we, we can always count on the sprints for the um, American team, can't you? Yes. Which isn't necessarily the case this time. It doesn't seem that changes somewhat in the two hundred. Noah Lyles and um, now Fred Curley won the four hundred. that yeah. was Michael Norman, which was so a real shock.
0: impressive. He looked really good, and his um, celebs after the line were wonderful. He's another athlete who's gritty the and celebs. Wrestling. Celebration. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's <a> TV term. <laughs> he crossed that line and the aggression that was unleashed I mean you must be shattered. What did he run of like? Forty three? Forty three forty six? Forty
1: three
0: sixty four. Sixty four. <laughs> but still, to you know, to produce performance like that and still have the energy to leap around.
1: But we I wouldn't keep, like Michael Norman's the new star, isn't it? Yeah, you mm. expected him to walk away with that. But
0: two years ago, Fred Curley
1: was the star incumbent, and I yeah. Think... But Fred Curley, we've seen him on the on the circuit this year, mm. and he's been—I think he's won, he's but he's far, not been yeah. a standout. And so that's a big surprise. Do you think he was?
0: This has been what he's been gearing towards. Yeah, I mean,
1: presumably that's a smart thing because you to do. have
0: to in the states,
1: don't you? And Especially n- in something like the four hundred, which and is the so star. Maybe Michael Norman. I mean, I I don't know. You don't know what's going on, here. but maybe he did take it a little bit easy. Maybe so. But also, it's the American trials, and the whole point is to make the team. Yeah. So you've made the team now. Yeah. You can go away for two months and do what you need to be done. I mean, presumably, Michael Norman is still the favourite for the four hundred at the at yeah. the um, world champs. But I think is the, he? Because we. Well, I was going to say, I think the four hundred is kind of one of those events again, which is going through a bit of a because he's one of those. He's one of those athletes who do, like ran really fast last year. And with NCAA's last year was it? He was when he and he did he set a world record indoors or something? Oh, we don't know, Joe. Donald. But my point is, <laughs> he's only he's only like a favorite on reputation. Yeah, absolutely. We've not seen him at a championships no. against mm. Frank Curley. So often the
0: case with the Americans, you're right. the The stats are amazing. Yeah, but the performances and the pedigree might not be that. And this
1: year, also everything goes at the window because usually the champs will be now. And I think there's something to about the end of <laughs> <laughs> what <would you> say? <laughs> 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 the national association for the Adult but of colored people is, is not, not what i meant the NCAs or whatever they're called yeah. um, what are they called claire oh, that's <laughs> the that's the but because because what happens a lot is that they're, they're tired yeah. they, they've run all season yeah. they've been running like hundreds of races they get here they get into the team and then there's another month or so into the world championships and they can't sustain it that long this is different because they've done the trials and the, the actual world championships isn't for another two months. Yeah, because the potentially... trials were a month later, so they've yeah. had, they've had a bit of a break, gone away, had a bit of a rest, gone away. Now they've got another break, because that could yeah. change everything. It could yeah. come they could all come through and, and like run fantastically.
0: You know who you can absolutely count on and put your last dollar on to make a team and to perform when it most counts? Is Molly Huddle. Oh uh-huh. really? Did you watch that woman's ten thousand metres? No. Just the tactical nous of that woman, and I looked it up this morning. That was her eighth US outdoor title, oh, wow. and she's won her first one in two thousand and eleven. She's just still so not came out. It maybe that means one year off. I yeah, think, yeah. But just you know, to be able to execute and perform, and I bet all of those races were different races because yeah. trials races are never really the same. And there, so also it's not
1: like, it's not like the Americans haven't got some talent in the mm. distance races. So that's very impressive. Amazing by her. Just a few other highlights. Well, let's, let's just go to the highlight, which will come out of absolutely nowhere. Right? And <laughs> I was on the Track and Field News um, forum and I saw something in the as a headline. And you know what you read it, I thought, oh, that's wrong. And I <sighs> had to go back and read it again. Because Dalila Mohammed set a world record in the four hurdles. I'm just going to say, all season, everyone has been going Sid on and on. Along... Sidney, Sidney, Sidney McLaughlin. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I said, I think... Michael I Norman, it... Norman. Michael Norman. <laughs> exactly, yes. I think I said it a couple of weeks back. I said... Do not be disregarding Dilu Mohammed. Not that I thought this was going to happen, but there's something to be said for experience, yeah. you know, and a, a level head, and like years and years of, and of silky smooth technique. Absolutely. <sighs> mm. um, so she ran um, fifty two twenty. Fifty two twenty. Yeah, that's that's right. shattering a world record. That's but also what, what thank. For breaking yeah. that world record, because yeah. Julia yeah. Pischonkeen, Julia Pischonkeen, is one of the most hilarious athletes of all time. Do you remember she kept missing championships because the weather changed? Yeah, she had she had some kind of neurological this something of her, that if the weather changed, she couldn't run or some something. And also, so and she'd drop, drop out at the last minute, just at the last minute, the day before, we'd hear she wasn't turned up to a championship because of the change in the weather. You can't or hear or the
0: bunny ear gestures <laughs> being done by a, a lot of. people
1: was also was the also the hilarious. Um, you know when she suddenly got good because she'd been around for a while, but she suddenly got upset, world record and everything and we got told it's because she'd moved out no, of no that wasn't her oh no oh that's a no, shame no 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 that's who won the 100 f- from Bell oh Nestor that's Nestor oh because she moved out of her mother-in-law's house yeah moved, in, move, moved into her own house that's yeah, why she that's suddenly true. was Olympic champion yeah um, so <laughs> <the> Delilah <Adelaide laughs> Mohammed, Cindy McLaughlin came second in a, again super fast fifty two eighty eight, and and um, Ashley Spencer fifty three eleven. that's the same team that went to the Olympics yes um, Shamil Little came fourth um, but you know what's, This is what happens when you. Corey Carter's I going to be there I as to well. To as Corey Carter's going to be there as well. Yes. Thank absolutely. God
0: because I won't have a championship without her. Now she is just one of my absolute favorites. But what also. a team!
1: I mean, it could be a top four. So it could one, two, be. Three, yeah, four
0: with Megan Beasley in fifth, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashley Spencer's another one who obviously is very good on the flat and was Olympic bronze medalist last time. She's another. I mean, she's. I said year, ages ago, watch out for her because I think she mm. could break the world record. Well, but can we just talk about Dinara Mohammed and the technique? There's so many 400 metres, especially on the women's side, because the, the hurdles are quite low, and they get away with just being fast runners. Delilah Mohammed, I have not seen such amazing hurdling. Like, she actually hurdled the hurdles. Mm. She didn't just float over them. She aggressively hurdled them, hurdled them. Reminded me of Sally Gunnell. <laughs>
0: I have a couple of things to say about that. <laughs> Firstly, 33 women in the whole of the United States have gone faster than Mohammed over the 400 flat oh, wow. this year. Before that race, her 400-metre flat PB was 52.63. Yeah. <laughs> she took half a half second of her flat personal best. And thirdly, Chris Chavez, who writes a lot about athletics over in the States and hosts a podcast out there, and is a great person to follow on Twitter if you don't already follow him, wrote an article, and he does a really, really deep dive into that race. Oh, it's the
1: Sports Illustrated, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. the
0: one. And he talked to her coach and finds out all about her training. and. She runs like miles, yeah. as in like she will run a mile as part She's of She's training. training
1: like uh, eight hundred meter runner. She's yeah. doing like twelve times four hundred right. a minute's rest.
0: Mm-hmm. And Travis reckons and her coach reckons and Mohammed reckons but that wasn't, that, that's not the best she can do. If she actually executed how she
1: should have executed, she would have been sub-52. Well, especially when you think that was after three rounds. And with a wet after, track. With a wet track. I mean, the weather had been terrible that mm. day up until that point, hadn't it? So, and a one-off race in and in a Diamond League or something later in the season, or even at a Major Champs when that gold bill was on the line, you could definitely um, expect to see something different. And what um, was also, oh, when she did race Sidney McLaughlin the other week and Sidney McLaughlin beat her... Yeah. Um. Sometimes getting beaten is the, is good for you. Yeah. Um. Because I think last time she actually said and got in her head. What's looked like. Well, last, didn't but it? but interestingly, it feels like she had a plan. Yeah. So maybe she was trying something out that yeah. time. You know, she went off. She went off hard, didn't she? And then it's Cindie and overtook her, so maybe she was testing it how far she could do over two hundred or something. Not taking the Diamond League as seriously because she knows she's got a gold medal to come and a mm-hmm. world record she wants later in the season so it's not for us to decide whether she was doing right or wrong because clearly she's doing something right um, something interesting is the, the 100, 200, 400 teams do not that, look that strong on paper mm-hmm. and I immediately thought oh, what about the relays are they actually beatable in, in the 4x1 or the 4x4 then you start thinking about all the people they can bring in um, Alison Phoenix came 6th yes. So <laughs> she didn't make the team um, in the 400 team, but she'll be in the relay. It doesn't matter. She'll if be in the relay she, pool. If she, she, yeah, think. she just qualified in the shot that they put in the relay pool. So she'll be in there. We've also got all three of those um, four hurdlers. Oh, yeah. Who, I mean, you could easily even make the team up of the four hurdlers, <laughs> couldn't you? <good>. <laughs> um, and then with um, what Tori Bowie goes into the 100, suddenly it all begins to look a lot, a lot better.
0: And can we just take a moment to appreciate that Alison Felix ran at 51 at 45, eight months after giving
1: birth. And a very difficult birth.
0: I didn't know that. It was was a bit premature.
1: Something went on, yeah.
0: Well, okay, even more kudos to her then. But, like, just... I think there were a couple of women competing at the US Champs, I can't remember all of their names, but who are mums and who are mothers, and Alison Felix not being sponsored, the furore around that, can only be a good thing. Do
1: you think that's... Because, like, the week after she suddenly had a sponsor... I think she turned up with no. Sp- I think she already had that sponsor. <laughs> I think there was some publicity around her getting a. Sp- I think it did make no sense. If Alison F- Felix could get a sponsor if she wanted one, no, no doubt about oh, it. I offered to. I tweeted did her. You? Yeah, I <laughs> said so I've got about seventeen quid in my non account. Like you can have it. I love you. But it was it, it. Yeah, it was. I thought that was a good bit of PR to run with no sponsor and then have a sponsor. Like the next day. That's
0: very shrewd of yeah. you, and actually, I think you could well be yeah. right.
1: Oh, good. That's of that. what you should do. Um, a few <laughs> other things. Um, Shabu Houlahan did the double. She didn't won the fifteen and the five thousand. Um, Jenny Simpson. French bread. What French bread? She likes. French. Oh yeah, she French got some. bread what's that thing you told us that um, mean, um,
0: you? I love this so Colleen Quigley oh my god the women's three people chase squad for the US is ridiculous anyway Colleen Quigley has this thing where she has a French braid Friday she does uh, like fancy uh, plaits in her hair on a Friday and every single teenage distance runner in the country does that posts them on Instagram and then she shares them all wow. on her story it's That's terribly twee and whatever, but Shelby Hulahan seems to have quite a wicked sense of humour, so she's come back with French Bread Friday and posted a photo of herself with a baguette every Friday.
1: (laughs) Well, she did great. She won the the, the double. Jenny Simpson, of course, made the team again, so watch out there. Um, The other big, big performance was um, Sam Kendrick's in the um, Old Vault. 606, which puts him... Second best outdoors of all time. Yeah, because the actual world record is an indoor world record that's outdoors, which is interesting, because in my head... I'd assumed that Reynolds had jumped higher than six five outdoors. Mm. So he's done 15 indoors. 15? Yeah. Indoors, but he hasn't done more than six outdoors. That's that's weird. Anyway, Sam Kendricks is looking great. And again, the men's pole vault is the best (laughs) event at Mm -hmm. the moment, isn't it? Having said that, there's loads of other brilliant events as well. But the men's pole vault is great. Everyone loves Sam Kendricks. But it's going to be him against Mondo. Against Lisek. Against against all the others at the world, so that is probably going to be the event of the championships. Um, the women's um, hammer also was great. Deanna Price, runs through seventy eight twenty four. Wow. Um, yeah, That's American cool. record. In fact, the women's hammer was crazy. It was seventy eight twenty four for the win. Um, Gwen Berry runs through 76-40 for the second place. We just and give a shout-out to Gwen Berry for our protest at the, um, at the Pan-Americans. When she did a Tommy Smith on the top of the... Oh, yeah, did she? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Some, someone in the fencing team did as well, apparently. Yeah. I didn't really settle on Mr. Gwen Berry. That's yeah. interesting. And then um, Brooke Anderson through 75 30. So that's wow. just crazy. And crazy that's... I mean, without need to I've not seen her this year. So that's... Yeah, that's crazy, crazy standard, isn't it? Um, and, yeah, up a nice, perfectly good standard, but there's some really, like, big names missing and there's also some really new names we're going to have to get... This is going to be the theme of the team. Um, <laughs> us theme of the of the positive positive people remember people. Like, us, we, this is why we get annoyed about that like, when when all these new people come turn up because yeah. we have to remember them. If you could all just
0: stop for a bit, give us a year to who you all up. <laughs> no one you come out of the woodwork. If you're running right now, fine. If you're jumping right now, fine. Throw is cool, but don't be an emerging talent <laughs> until we've got a handle on what's going on already. The problem
1: is we don't even know what they look like. No yeah. So it's like we've got to wait for the world to find out what they look like and then try and put um, names to faces. But we'll, we'll try our very best. But overall, yeah, I mean, obviously, I thought there wasn't that much of it. It wasn't a great, you know, it wasn't like those thrilling championships, but clearly there was enough to go on that mm. we spent fifteen minutes talking about it. So we will look forward to seeing all of you at the at the World Camps.
0: Hi, this is Sandy Morris and you're listening to The Backstraight Boys. Travelling back across the Atlantic, I just wanted to do a shout out because I'm obsessed with her, but also because this is a really notable result. Constance Klosterhelfen ran a complete time trial to win the German fifteen the German five thousand metre title. She ran fourteen twenty six. She moves her to fourth in the European all time lists, but Two of the women above her are convicted drugs cheats, so that makes her second on the European all-time sheet. And she just keeps getting better. The Oregon Project is clearly suiting her to a T, and I think actually she can really be mixing it in with the medals.
1: Yeah, I think what's what with her, what we have to, what she's going to have to work out now is what her tactic is going to yes. be to win medals. She's clearly got the talent, but I don't quite know what her weapons are. You know, mm. other than to run really, really fast. The problem is when you run really, really fast, right, you. Can drag other people with you who have got a kick finish. She's got a kick finish, mm. obviously, but it's not a it's not a debarber kick finish. Or we saw sure. it in
0: Glasgow, didn't we? That awful, inevitable moment when Laura Muir just moved mm. yeah. off from fourth to fifth gear and just left
1: half dead. Yeah. So I suppose when you're someone like her, all you can do is get fast. To the point they <laughs> can't keep up with you. That's that's the idea, yeah. which is clearly where she's heading.
2: Hi, I'm Cathy Freeman, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. No. Okay,
1: so that's what's gone on for the last few weeks. Now, we can talk very fresh in our minds with the um, European Team Championships, as it's now called, which took place this weekend in Bigos, um, Poland. Um, we came, what, fifth, fifth. was it? Uh, whatever. Um, the, the European Team Championships, or the European Cup, as it used to be known, used to be, lots of used to be's there, um, the best... Meeting of the year, yeah. you know. It, it was a, t- a chance for us to really cheer on a team. It was a chance where we were cheering on the pole vaulter, the shot putter, the hammer thrower, just as much as you were the 100-metre runner, because every point counts. Mm. It does seem to me that Team UK, or Team, what are they called these days, UK Athletics, has given up, you know. So pers- they're, not even called, they're called British Athletics now. I, right are, no? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they It but... seems to get to the point where there's not a lot to cheer on from a, from a British perspective... Because the team themselves don't really seem to care. The problem is, we were never going to be any close to the top three. So Why weren't we? Well, with the team we said. Oh, so, yes, absolutely. So, the, the kind of incentive... I mean, and listen, I'm not, no disrespect to anyone who went Absolute, there. No, I no, think, no, quite the opposite. Yeah, I think a lot of young people went there. I think a lot of people rose to the occasion. There was a couple of mishaps, but that's what happens. Yeah, that's, absolutely. And I, even the people that that happened to, I've got no big issue with, because things happen. Yeah but it's overall like we did not send a team that it was even trying to win. The team championships, it used to be, the like Bayo said, everyone used to turn We turn went every for year, it. the very first major athletics um, Meeting. competition we went to was the European Cup in St Petersburg in 1998. That was a long way to go. Yeah, it was our first. We'd been to, like, um stuff in Britain before, but mm. me and my mother and our mum went to St Petersburg. We thought we'd never been to Russia either. How exciting. And it was brilliant, you know, it was so good. The weather was great, We had awful, awful hangovers because we got really, really drunk on... <laughs> on um, um, Vodka. Vodka. We should never do that again at athletics meets. No, we never <laughs> <that lesson>. exactly. <laughs> and then we went every year for probably the next 10 years or yeah. so and that's what I, one of the things I love about athletics is you don't get to choose where you're going to go so we've been to really weird places across Europe to, to um, championships that, or to, to cities that we wouldn't have gone to in, um, mm. otherwise we went um, to Tennessee, we went to Portugal we went to Turin yeah, 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 yeah Florence yeah we've been to some really cool places but I wouldn't go now we even we actually said to um, what are they called? British, British Athletics, athletics um, a few weeks back We were going to ask if we should go. You know, are we going to be sending a great team so it's worth us going, or are we not? And we got a very non-committal reply (laughs) because we were going to apply for accreditation, but I wasn't going to do accreditation if we weren't going to bother, and we didn't bother. I mean, having said that, there were some really good good performances from people. Mostly Uh, from Poland. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 Poland were brilliant because Poland <laughs> sent their A-team and yeah. it was a home championship but so fair enough so I know I'm harping on about this but Poland it was at home so Poland sent their A-team Poland won by miles they had like what 9-10 winners or something mm. um, they were absolutely brilliant um, but neither Britain Germany or France which would be the top four I would assume really sent their best mm. teams which means that Poland that could, just imagine what a great competition that could have been if Poland in Poland, yeah. well, it was nip and tuck, and they lapped them, and they get an extra point here, and then the shot putter cocks up, so someone gets an extra point in the in yeah. the um, in the triple jump, and you know that's the way the European Cup works. Exciting
0: format, oh, isn't it? you exactly. you're it. sitting
1: mm-hmm. and you're ticking off with it. Oh no, you've got two more points in this race. of the head in two thousand when we won by half a point, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's
0: so wonderful because you're right; it could all come down to who finishes sixth yes. versus seventh yeah, exactly. in a random race. Exactly.
1: So the whole concept doesn't work mm. if you haven't got the competition at the top making right. it work as a competition it wasn't a competition you know it didn't really matter after the first day you knew that Poland were going to run away with so it so next time it's going back down to eight teams which yes. makes much more sense because then you don't have to eight, have yes. heats yeah. and it was better this time it worked much they better. had heats because I'm sure last time and for the last it few times it was two traces. there was two races and they combined the times which, which made no sense. sense made no oh, sense yes, because yes. the wind was different do you remember what wind was yeah. wildly different in some races wasn't it last year, the year so it makes much so to have heats did make more sense but it was great yeah that yeah. was great um, so the, the second two days were just pure finals that was great um, but there was some like you said great performances mm. from um, Poland um, some good performances from Britain only two wins which is just not do you no, remember the, one it's between the 100, 200, 400, 800 yeah. It's not acceptable. Is <laughs> when well. it's not. It's that. It's just not acceptable. When well, we
0: have whatever it is, eight women, for example, with this fifteen hundred meter world yeah. champs A standard, and then I mean, she ran her heart out and she's had mm. a really big few weeks, but then Jess Judd gets selected, who's not at the moment in great fifteen hundred form. Goes Yeah, I think women, she's
1: ranked ninth in Britain. It was eighth or ninth you in Britain. Not be sending someone like ninth. Well, Nick Gulab in the five thousand, which is the odd. He's ranked thirty seventh in Britain this year. I saw his time and thought it was... Thought it yeah, was. so I mean, I don't know. That's it's just. But also, like you just said... <laughs> you keep getting way off topic. Yeah, sorry, because there's... It's a complaint again, don't no we? But this is something I did want to bring up, is not smart selections. I understand not everyone's available, but when they are, Charlie Gwai shouldn't have been in the 1500. Charlie Gwai should have been in the 3000. Yeah. Because he, he was, I think, six seconds faster than the next person this year over 1500. But in a team championships... That doesn't, unless he's going to go off and run 330, yeah. it's irrelevant because Lewandowski is an 800-metre runner with a great sprint finish. Yeah. It was the same. Jess Judge should have done the 3,000 mm-hmm. or the 5,000. She would have won. In no way are we knocking any of the athletes. If you go and compete, well done, good for you. It's just a real shame that you... Can, I've got to get this right. British Athletics... <laughs> are putting a bit more thought in, into not, selection. Well, not sort also, of but pressure on people. Oh, who, well, there's that you as know, well. If, if you're, if you're yeah. picking your eighth-ranked person, I don't accept that none of the seven could have been slightly cajoled into running one race at the weekend. Now, of course, the argument is going to be that everything's about the World Championships and nothing really matters... Some, of these, people, some of these people, we with some that. of these people aren't even going to make the team, you know. And so, even so, some of them should. For a British vest, some of the people we're talking about have never had a British vest, or or very rarely have a British vest. It should be a big deal to get chosen for your country. Can we just give a shout out to two people who did perform, which yes. is Ben Williams in the triple jump? Because in the commentary, did it? Yeah, yeah. He said to the first thing, and I think he was joking it was a little totally, bit. It was totally, it was totally, totally. Steve Backley says to me, the the Sonia, the, "The first thing." because it was the first event, yeah, wasn't it? So, Tony, what are you looking forward to this weekend? He said, I'm looking forward to Ben Williams and the triple jump. And I think, because it was the event that was started is way he said it. He said, I'm looking forward to him getting the qualifying and jumping. And I was like, what are you talking oh, about? Yeah, like, that's your A, that's your most exciting weekend. <laughs> <career laughs> and <laughs> B, as if he's going to set a 40-metre PB. <laughs> wow. like, if he'd set a 40-metre PB there, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been very
0: impressed.
1: He did. Means oh, so. no, 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 no. It's a centimeter PB. Yeah, but he did both of those things, so enough respect. Um, I hadn't
0: realised quite how awful blessing his injury record has been right. he gave an interview afterwards and he says that for the last 10 years he has been fit for between 3 and 4 of them I knew he'd had surgery last year and I knew that he'd had a really tough time since being world, Junior, world youth champion that's what I was going to say is that him yeah that's yeah, him
1: because no, when he came up and I thought I know, I know him and I thought oh did he win the <laughs> I thought to myself did he win the World Juniors a couple of years back? Me, literally meaning a couple of years back. And then I realised it was a like 10 years ago.
0: ago. <laughs> so how about, obviously he's the standout. He's got to be everyone's favourite on White.
1: Can but I say one other on person? People. You're not going to hear this coming out of my mouth very often. But Richard Kilty was great. And I like to see Richard Kilty letting his performances do the talking. Absolutely. Rather than mm. him actually talking.
0: And for him to do the 4 by one and the 200 yeah. as well. He said he was Good. quite tired by the 200. And he said after afterwards, and I really liked this. I don't know why I'm running the 200 metres. I don't know how this has happened, but it turns out that I'm actually not bad at it, so I'm going to keep doing it. But he
1: wasn't, that's when I first knew. He was a 200 metre runner to begin with. I actually remember when he went to 60, thinking, that's a bit weird, you know, because he was a 200 metre runner at the beginning. Um... What he does really well in the two hundred meter run, he just doesn't give up, does he? It's like his form keeps his form, and he's you nobody. Know, he, he hasn't got a two hundred meter runner's no. form. He doesn't run like a two hundred meter runner. And you think coming down the line, everyone's going to come sweeping past him, and he just won't let it go. You, one thing you can say about um, Richard Kilty in this sort of circumstance, and also why he's so often in the relay team, is that he's kind of a team player mm. in that that capacity. You know, he's a proper hustler. Someone said to me once, and we were talking about the relays and why. Um, the team that shows him or something, and they said a oh, Kilty gets in because he always goes to practice. One person that we haven't talked about who really was the star of the weekend.
0: Anybody? Josie Williams.
1: <laughs> what she was, yeah. Wait, but who not, else? not
0: Jodie Williams because she ran a fifty point nine split for her relay. <laughs> oh, she there. did. And yeah. also, I looked it up this morning. She has now produced five sub twenty three clockings this season, and she's only ran seven times. Like yeah. it's so good to have her back consistent. Yes, yeah. but
1: there's even a bigger name associated with the four x four this weekend.
0: Oh, I'm so
1: sorry. How <laughs> how completely clueless of me. It's one of the biggest stars in British athletics. It's
0: definitely the most exciting kind of zeitgeisty scoop we've ever had on Absolutely. the pod. Absolutely. Go on, Jodie. Journalising.
1: So as you all know, if you <laughs> watch over the weekend, the biggest story and the biggest the most famous British athlete right now is you us that hat. <laughs> Take two. <laughs>
2: Take
1: nice. two. No, no. Okay. Take two. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to the Backstrike Boys. Yay!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you woke up su- su- Sunday morning, um, yeah. probably tuned in to watch the team championships, did you expect your name to be all over the TV?
3: Absolutely not. I mean, it was actually Eid. Uh, we were celebrating Eid with my family on Sunday, so I didn't actually have much time to to watch TV. I was out with my dad. And then um, I came home and I was actually having a bit of a nap (laughs) and um, my phone was just going mental. So I thought, you know, someone was just calling me to tell me something. So I I sit up, kind of have a look at my phone and I've been inundated with loads and loads of messages. And I had no idea what was going on until I opened some of them and couldn't really believe what, what I was seeing, to be honest.
1: So just to explain, you were the non-travelling reserve for the discus and the shot put.
3: It was actually, I think they got that wrong as well, it was just for the shot put. Yeah, it was just for the shot put put that I was down for as a reserve.
1: So you didn't travel out to Poland, but if something had happened at the last minute, you could have jumped on a plane and got there in time to compete in the shot put. Um, Yeah. So if you had been there... Would you have jumped into the
3: four by four? Yeah, I put it on my Twitter. Had hundred percent, I would have done uh, yeah, it.
0: Yeah, but there's have. a difference between tweeting it and actually meaning it. Would you genuinely have like borrowed some spikes of someone and given it a go?
3: Nah, genuinely, I mean, like um, <laughs> we do British leagues back in the UK, and um, whenever whenever my club is short of a four by four person, I always tell my manager like I'll do it for some points, no problem. Like I genuinely, genuinely would have done it. I've spoken to my friends about it, and we would have had a good laugh seeing me. And it would have been first leg, first leg on the 4 by four. First uh, leg, so
0: you got some good block work
3: then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have definitely been a memorable, memorable occasion for me and a lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> and what was your what's your 400 PB? What could we expect from you? Uh, to be honest, I think the, the last time I ran a, a 400 was probably early secondary school, so year seven, year eight. I might have done a minute, to <laughs> maybe a minute. Good. Um. So, you know, I, I would have got the bat round. I wouldn't have dropped the bat. So and so, that's, that's the most the main important thing. thing
1: in the relay because Germany didn't finish. Did, was it Germany? Oh, it was one of these teams. Yeah, titties. so we <laughs> would have got extra points. Um, yeah, so, exactly. are, can you expect to get relay funding from now on?
3: I mean, you never know. You never know. I, I didn't expect this to happen. So, you know, who knows? I might get on some relay funding and, uh, and make a living out of it. But uh, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. There's
0: actually a very funny tweet from someone who's a friend of the pod saying that this might be the only way that a thrower in the UK will now go and get some lottery funding. So like, you've got to turn this to your advantage. <laughs> this could be the beginning of something really special for you, if not just public speaking.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I did put out a, a cheeky tweet saying if anyone wants uh, me to make some appearances for public events, I'm I'm holding up <laughs> for it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was all in good jest. But I feel ultimately, I do feel for the guys that you know that were out there and um, and were ready to run. Being an athlete myself, I know how frustrating that must have been to kind of go all the way somewhere, get into that that mindset of ready to compete, to be told that, you know, we've made an admin error of all things um, and they can't compete. So I do feel for those guys. As much as it's been quite funny for me, this whole experience, I'm pretty sure that they're they're quite frustrated with it all.
1: And have you got any insight into how that could happen? Because the way we're thinking is presumably the, the person who declares the team must know all you as athletes. It must be someone in management who knows people. So was there some predictive text accident or mm. I don't know I'm trying to work out how it was
3: i'm happen. not I'm not entirely sure really because um I know it was Rabbi Yusuf that was meant to run the first leg, and obviously my name is Yusuf Zatak, but even the way you spell our names isn't isn't the same so I'm not really sure how someone's made that error I mean I'd like to think it was just a, an honest mistake and you know <laughs> I hope they don't get into too much trouble but um yeah i've I've got no idea how they've managed to to mess that one up to be honest.
1: So Yusuf, just tell us a little bit about yourself, because you are a shopper. you've set a PB this year of 1845, you're second yeah. in the UK, yeah. um, so where are you based and who do you train with and tell us a bit about yourself.
3: So uh, I'm based in London, um, I work here, I'm, an, I'm a traffic conditioning coach in London and obviously I train I train next to that um, in the shot, I train at Lee Valley um, and my coach is Scott Ryder, um, he's been to three Commonwealth Games and he's been a pretty successful athlete himself, so... Um, yeah, as you said, I'm I'm British number two chasing Scott at the moment, who who actually went out to to the team championships and done really well, and is and you know here I am being reserved, getting all this attention, and he's actually gone out there and done really well and isn't getting much. So I think you know shout out to Scott, he's done well, um, but yeah, so kind of just chasing him really. I've been for the last few years, so hopefully one day uh, I can be a bit more competitive. But um, yeah, so that's where I am at the moment.
1: Well, cool. listen, thanks so much for coming to have a chat with us and for having a sense of humour about what's gone on at the weekend. Yeah, you have
3: to. You have to have a sense of humour with these things. As soon as I saw it, you know, a lot of people were giving me abuse, uh, you know, but it was all in good jest. So, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely something that I, I probably won't forget till, uh, you know, for the rest of my life, really.
0: Well, everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. We were comparing you earlier to that Jack boy from Glastonbury, and I'm sure the blue tick is imminent on yeah, Twitter fingers crossed so we shall keep an eye out for that what are you on Twitter actually in case there's anyone who wants to get in touch about a speaking engagement
3: um, so my Twitter handle is at Yusuf Zatat, uh, and my Instagram is just Yusuf Zatat. so yeah any any public speaking any events you know uh, I'm more than up for it
1: well thanks very much and we're always here at the Bachelors Boys we're going to promote all of athletes so lovely to, lovely to speak to you hopefully we get to see you in the team proper very soon
0: we'll see you at British Champs hopefully
1: yeah See you later, thanks very much. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Greg Rutherford, and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys. You're a pro, aren't you? Well, you know. <laughs> what a sport. What a scoop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What? No one can say, no one can say that we are not like top, not athletics journalists, can they?
0: It's absolutely great. It's completely on the pulse of what is going on <laughs> on athletics Twitter at the moment. But as you said, it could have been a completely genuine, stupid mistake, but what a stupid mistake. And that it just, it's so agonising to think that Martin Rooney was out there, that who else was out there
1: for the 4x4 squad? Well, I've, I've actually gotten here, I'll, I'll okay. tell you a bit about this, actually, because I spoke to, because we're journalising, um, I spoke to Martin very briefly on, on Twitter yesterday, and I just asked his thoughts on it, mm. and he said he didn't want to go into too much, because like there's obviously an official inquiry going on, and he didn't want to be like dropping anyone in it. But he said he was really disappointed, firstly, because they'd all gone over there for this precise they, reason. You they, know, they, 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 they were only running the four hundred so the team should have been um, Rabbi Youssef, Ethan Brown, Lee Thompson and Martin on anchor Martin said what he was most disappointed about was the middle two guys there Ethan Brown and Lee Thompson he was really really excited them being on the team because maybe they're not the fastest but he said they're great relay runners and he thinks that's something we need to start looking to in the future making sure you don't necessarily have your fastest four people on there you're much better off having people who are really aggressive and are great relay runners in there and this was a chance for them to show that so they don't, those chances don't come around that often in a 4 by 4 do they? And if you want to break through, all you can really do is run a fast 400 metres. But often, what you really maybe want to show is you're a great relay runner. A prime example of that is someone like Jack Green, who um, doesn't have a hugely fast um, uh, 400 PB, but who I would put in every team. But also, yeah, can uh, we talk about the greatest relay runner of all time, Phil, Phil Brown? Brown. <laughs> I mean, for some of you who are not old enough, Phil Brown was the... Best relay runner Britain's ever had in 82, 83, 84. Um, he was very, I mean, a good 400 meter, 45 something 400 meter yeah. runner, and he did get in the team in an individual, but put a relay baton in his hand, and he will get us a medal every single time at the World Championships, at the Olympics, at the European Championships. I've um, never seen European Cups, actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was absolutely ridiculous. He'd run like a low 44 or maybe even a 43 he might have run in the relay, and also tactically brilliant yeah. as well. And I, I did a little because I'm sad. Like, you know, it's two in the morning, you've got nothing better to do. Let's watch old athletics videos. <laughs> and I did a, I did a YouTube Phil Brown kind of whirlpool the other day. Wow. And there were, he's he's not just like he's fast, he's absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to start, I'm, this week, I'm going to post a little um, Phil Brown greatest it's a hits. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but, but that was really interesting mm. that Martin was, he said, particularly disappointed because he really wanted these two guys to have the chance to. Show what they were able to do, which wasn't wasn't possible. But what? How? Have we any idea? Because the the statement from British Athletics and I've got it here. I mean it <laughs> was just nonsense.
0: It is gutting for the athletes involved. There was an error with the declaration process, and we are exploring exactly what happened. So they don't even know. We'll they know they do yeah, they know? They still want to say. say yeah. It would take two seconds to work out what happened. We'll be reviewing with those involved in detail over the next day or so. The athletes were amazing. They were informed and took it on the chin. This is the worst way to finish the event and we apologise to those who are looking forward to seeing the G V men's four by four hundred team doing battle, as we know they would have competed with excellence. Um, I thought it was
1: interesting on the BBC when um, Neil Black's his name, isn't it? Um, he got interviewed by Jeanette and Jeanette asked him if he goes some meaty male dancer. And I really wanted her to go back and say that's a that's nonsense. What happened? <laughs> mm. um, now she's got things going on in her ears. She had to ask some other but questions. Also, also and, um, I, d- I don't think we should be throwing somebody under the bus. No, me. there was people, people on Twitter were saying it goes right to the top. Neil, flash am gonna die. It, yeah. <laughs> like it's people make mistakes. Yeah, and I don't know how these declaration forms work. Mm. I mean, I imagine, and that was just something that, that I thought maybe it's a pre- something in predictive text when when you type in, like you it's it's said, a Dropbox. Something like that when you just click there you Although go one is the first name, wants a surname yeah yes, oh no there's true. lots of reasons why that doesn't make sense yeah. but it does make more sense that somebody who, who's in team management who knows these people and has seen them every day for the last week writes the wrong name down well the fact that suggests that whoever it was doesn't know who's in the team doesn't it or there was like predictive test where you just start doing it and then it doesn't... You
0: could just do it mindlessly. Yeah. I mean, they are similar names, so I completely see. It. It's still a moronic thing to do, but they are fundamentally quite similar. If you're in a hurry, if you're stressed and doubtless, you are at an event, it's frantic. Yeah, but, it I, I, I,
1: but I do think a little bit of clarity would be nice. It's a bit disrespectful mm. to just do something like that, and, and then could, we could have been in a position where that was yes. between winning <gasps> or losing. Everything I've said before, I'm going to take back. I'm glad we were in fifth place. Can you imagine <laughs> if we were in second place? <laughs> <gasps> and that would be it.
0: Once the Twitter clamour for Julie Asher Smith to, as a result, get a call-up for the women's 4x1 team um, had died down, I also think British Athletics didn't help themselves out by the way they've handled it. Oh, awful. So they tweeted on the day, what a weekend it has been, what has been your highlight so far. Swiftly took that tweet down. And also, Team GB Paralympian Sam Ruddock yeah. has been blocked by British Athletics, and I haven't seen his original tweet. No, I haven't. I looked for it and I couldn't find it, but whatever he's done... I don't think the correct response for an NGB like that is to, to block, block him people. on Twitter. I agree. Because it just feeds the fire. All they need to do is hold their hands up, accept some culpability... Yeah, say we ...and messed up. apologize. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like you said, offer some transparency
1: with regards to what went wrong. Yeah. And we don't need to know the name of the person, oh, necessarily. We just need that this was the process. Unfortunately, this happened. And that could, could be the end of it. Because in, ultimately, it's not a massive big thing. But you can make it worse by your reaction. Can I say something positive? Yeah. Yes. Can I? Yeah, God. <laughs> Doesn't often. Um I on the Saturday I watched the Eurosport coverage, which was fine, it's just the bog standard Eurosport coverage as usual. On the Sunday I watched the BBC coverage, which was great. Oh, good. It was great. Oh, and yeah. I'll tell you why. Because they didn't have their own pictures. It was the picture feed coming from um, Poland, coming from Poland, and they made a bit of a joke in it on the on the show. Gabby's presenting, Gabby's great, obviously, got nothing against Gabby. Um and they kept making a bit of a joke of it, they going back to like, random bits of this and that, didn't know what was coming. But in the studio, they had Adam Jamili and um, Jasmine Sullivan, I was going to say. Jess- Jasmine Sawyer. Sawyers. I oh, um, had
0: nothing to Oh my god, about
1: they them. were great! Jasmine Sawyers, apart from anything else, was so prepared. You know, you turn to her with a question, she'd tell you about stuff. a shop butters pole vault, a shop butters pole vault, a <laughs> shop butters PB. You know, um, they were just personable, they were young and fresh yeah. they've insight because they know these people they're, they're, Jazz um, actually lives with um, what's his name the triple jumper guy she Williams yeah Williams. they're living together at the moment so she had really good insight into that they knew these people personally they told like stories about how it is from the inside of the team it wasn't just people going through the motions like knowing they've got to say something because it's their turn it was just Really, really great to see. I want both of them, obviously, to make every single team imaginable for the next decade or more. But if ever they don't, please bring them into the state studio, and I will give you some a very big name who we could get rid of right now. (laughs) And I trust you, you will save an awful lot of money because I guarantee he's being way overpaid. (laughs) Um, can we just there was actually some other really good performances from British perspective. Abigail Irizarry. Just so brilliant because last year we thought she'd retired. Well, she told us she, 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 she had retired. retired. She and she comes back last year almost <laughs> make, makes the team. I think she well she came fifth at the trial, but jumped six sixty something. So <laughs> like um, to to jump, I think her best is six eighty, which she jumped in twenty twelve, mm-hmm. right? And this must be her best, second best jump of all time, I think. It was. To um, six. 6.75 with a 2.2, oh, yeah. but then to come back and jump 6.60, what a great series.
0: And then 6.70 as well. So oh, sorry, I meant mm. Sorry, that's
1: what I meant, to come and jump 6.70 with a great series, really bodes well for the trial, she is top 32 in the world, um, which gets you a qualification, there's seven Americans I think above her, so she's actually mid-20s, the issue we're going to have is what other British athletes yeah. have jumped over mm. 6.72 between now. Um, and, well, the trials in the next couple How of weeks. How
0: exciting, I think, for a lot of athletes and a lot of athletics fans out there to see someone at 29 in the shape of their life, someone who you know for whom the best is yet to come, mm. which is really lovely and really hopeful. Um, speaking of great series, also Sophie McKenna. Yes. Three throws over 1780 with a best of 1794... Finished third, was really gutted with that, but she says 18 metres is there, it's coming out soon, and I can't wait
1: to see it. We've got a world-class female shot putter. That, that will what, get you into a final. I was so, looking this up the other day. Um, Mike Winch is her coach. Now, Mike yeah. Winch, of course, was the great Judy Oakes' coach. The great Judy Oakes coach um, 30, 40 years ago. Um, she's throwing round about the 19 metre mark. We haven't had anyone metre mark. No, round about... 18 metre mark. Eighteen. Sorry, yes. Um, she's thrown round about the eighty metre mark. We haven't had anyone consistently doing that since Judy and Myrtle Orgy in the late 80s, early 90s. In fact, we've had no one thrown anywhere around there until till now. She's doing brilliantly, and Mike Winch-Clean knows what he's doing. Yeah, she, I think she'll get to the Lord Championship final. That'd be, that'd be amazing.
2: Hi, this is Jenny Simpson, and back straight back, all right! <laughs> <laughs> is that All right.
0: thank you shall we end with a tiny bit of housekeeping yes and say a massive thank you to the reviews which have been coming in recently they've been so nice to us
1: aren't they (laughs) honestly
0: it is really really lovely and we do want constructive criticism and feedback to make us a better podcast but it's also really nice to read stuff like this Um, and we thought we were talking about under 20s and under twenty three, so let's go with a youthful reviewer and they don't come much more youthful than an athletics obsessed under 13 athlete under 13 under 13 called Amica, um, who is writing with parental guidance, according to her view. I absolutely love the podcast. It helps athletes and athletics fans like me keep up with all the sports news. I have never, ever come across anything like this that is clear, not too long. Sorry, this is quite a long episode. But still extremely informative, and it makes her feel as though she's chatting to someone because she doesn't know about us, but she loves talking about athletics. That's so so nice to hear. Inspiring inspiring the youth. (laughs) So, Amica, please drop us a line in any way. I don't know if your parents have Twitter or if you've got Instagram. Get in touch with us because we'd love to send you some stash.
1: Yes, absolutely. So that would be on Twitter. We're back straight B. Hold on. You are
0: at Claire underscore G Thomas,
1: and on Instagram you can make messages there as well. I think we're back straight boys pod. Yeah. Is, so what's going on in the next couple of weeks, Claire?
0: We've got the British Championships coming up, and I think they are going to be an absolute rip of a Championships. <laughs> I cannot wait. There are so many events to look forward to. We mustn't get into that now because yeah, we'll we're a, going we'll to do, do a preview yeah. pod, exactly, so that will be coming up, um, and then I can't be there because of rugby, but you boys will be there at we'll the Champs, so we'll be bringing you lots of interviews, there's been lots of positive feedback about that Diamond League pod, so we'll do something similar, like a smorgasbord of quick, mixed zone yeah. chats with the athletes, journalising your <laughs> socks off, and then it all goes awfully quiet for a bit before the Diamond League
1: comes well, back. Well no, because we've got the, dude. We've got the Di- oh before the Diamond League comes back, that's only the week after though, isn't it? No, there's a darling league next weekend. And then then the trials, and then Zurich, and... Oh, then then the final. Five, is it? And then but we've got this match thing, this European match thing, which sounds like nonsense. I was ignoring that. Yeah. So anyway, there's lots of stuff coming up. We'll be here reporting on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye for now, and we'll see you in, in a week's time.